Welcome back to another great episode of Comedians in Bed. And you know what I like to do? I like to give a good introduction for our next guest. Now, he comes all the way from down south, repping Texas. And I'm excited about that because if you watch his content, man, his jokes are so smooth that you don't even see that the punchline is coming. This guy is freaking hilarious. And I'm glad that we have this master of comedy on the show with us today. Please, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for CJ Star, everybody. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Um, I, I like that intro, man. You might have to go on the road with me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to go on the road with me on that one. CJ, man, what's going on? How you doing today, man? Good, 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 man. Just uh, chilling. It's, it's sunny in Dallas today, so I'm happy about that. Man, it's cold and rainy up here in Columbus, Ohio, man. Every day, every day, mm. man. But man, I'm so glad I forgot to put in that intro, man, about your beard, man. That beard is just that beard is everything. How long you been growing it? Well, tell you, I mean, I've shaved it off a couple of times and got in trouble at the house for not for not having it when I got home. But uh <laughs> uh I probably done had it for like four years, like just off and on, like trimmed it down and let it grow back and be natural and all that. It's funny, I get more DMs from dudes. What you put on it? <laughs> <laughs> you ever thought about making your own beard oil? Selling that? Well, I mean, shows? well, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, what's what's the rapper? Uh, uh, Rick Ross got his own beard oil and stuff, but it's 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 different, man. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't like a lot of stuff, and they hit like I definitely don't like it being like crunchy or anything like that. I just like it to always stay soft. So yeah, man. Whatever. I mean, you know, different different types of oils and stuff. So yeah, man. I've had to do my own research on like beer oils and stuff, and I never would have thought that that would have been like a thing growing up. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Look, some people can't grow them, man. They can't grow them. <laughs> hey man, like so we have like a lot of Somalians here. So sometimes people mistake me for Somalians because mine's don't really grow on my face and grow like on my neck and stuff, man. Like it's crazy. I'm I remember where was I at? I was somewhere in this I was at a bank and this dude was like, Are you from Somalia? I'm like, bruh, no way, shape, or form am I from Somalia. <laughs> no way, shape, or form, man. But no, I'm so glad that we got you here today, man. I saw your stuff and I was like, man, this guy is funny, man. How does it feel to be at the level that you're currently at right now? It feels good, man. I was just talking to one of my homeboys and we was talking about, we was talking about the pressure. And I was like, I like this pressure compared to other pressure. Like knowing that you could write a joke that's solid. And you know, now you're to the point now that you you don't take the the stuff that low hanging fruit. You be like, nah, let's switch it up. Let's do something else. Yeah. Try to find something somebody else ain't doing. You know. Yeah. What year are we in now? Well, actually, it would be year fifteen, but I did take like a two and a half year off to actually go get my master's degree um, okay. in business because okay. this is a business. Yeah. Yeah. So what what where, what school did you get your master's degree from? Uh, I got it from the awesome University of Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I Probably. did it online. I did it online. I had to, man. Uh, and so, but it was just, just, uh, just trying to like, uh, you know, all the credits that I've accumulated, all these junior yeah. colleges that I attended back in the day, <laughs> added them up with it. And, uh, I just needed a degree, man. I really want to know more about business and the aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really, uh, that's really important because I think as comedians, we fail to realize that we are actually a business. 
Yeah, that's one thing I be telling cats. Like, I be like, man, tax season come around, man. People have been doing this stuff for a long time. I was like, that y'all should be happy when tax season rolls around. Because if right. you do it right, <laughs> if you do it right, especially in the first five years of you being a comedian, boy, you you clean up. So explain it to me, because I still it's something I'm still learning. I know that like you can like write off merchandise that you use on stage or write off gas, but like how do you actually do it? Well, basically, what you try to do is you. Uh, I mean, personally, if if I'm just now starting, what I would do is I would use TurboTax, and uh, I would use the I would do the business and personal one. So what you do is you just set up and do your business when you know your regular day job and all that stuff. Then you add your business aspect to it, and pretty much anything you do as a comedian, you have everything. Like you have your house. Like they give you stuff for your rent or your mortgage. They give you stuff for your gas. If you trade in a car, if you buy a computer, um, if you talk on the phone, your cell phone bill, gas, food, clothing, all that can be used as a, a tax deduction as far as when you know you um you finishing it. And it's nine times out of ten, like unless you uh Kevin Hart. You can show a loss, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, all the times you go out to open mics, anytime you go out to open mics and you buy a beer or you buy, you know, or you go somewhere, you have to do a two-item minimum. You could hold, you know, all that. You you keep all those receipts and you try to separate it. Have you a different account from your business to yourself? And uh, it really does help. So is these receipts, like, are these going in a box? Because sometimes I'll be, you know, be like, you want the receipt? Be like, nah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, are you keeping these um, or are you giving me like electronic? Small ones, no. Small ones, I don't really keep. But bigger things, anything over $20, mm-hmm. I try to keep. I got like a bag of them. But here's the thing, though. I mean, everything is electronic. So if you if you separate your business from your personal, like get an account, put $100 in it, that's your business account. And you ain't got to keep the receipts because you're using the card. You're swiping the card. Mm. So, so yeah, but like bigger purchases, like merch and things of that nature, you keep those invoices. Um, but for the most part, anything, bro, like telephone, like, you know, your internet bill, because, you know, you got a podcast, all that. Mm-hmm. People don't realize there's so much stuff, man. You know, and, and if you create, like, if you, if you produce a couple shows, you had to pay a couple comedians to do shows, that money too, everything. Yeah, yeah. So it's like taking that next step into mm-hmm. being the comedian that you want to be. You have to adapt that business mindset to get you to that next level, those big levels on those big stages that you want to get on. And and the most important thing is like you leaving money on the table. Mm. Like a lot of people leave money on the table, and I'm like, man, you know, not to not to you know separate race or anything else like that. But the businessman, the savvy mm-hmm. person, you know, they're gonna remember that. These people, everybody's been playing this game for a long time. And you just, I mean, you know, why would you leave money on the table? Right, right. No, I get that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I'm going to look into that now. I'm going I'm to hold myself accountable to that because that's something I've been talking about doing, but never knew somebody that actually knew the ins and outs to that. First thing I would do is, like I said, I would go to like your, um, <clears throat> like your, your, your county office and create a business name, create your name for a business, you know, put your name and say that you would like your name to be a business and you are, L, you know, you are LLC, you know, you're by yourself. You do that. 
and it costs thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Then once you get thirty dollars, you do that for thirty dollars. Then you could take that to the bank and show that you're a business and you create a business account. Put a hundred dollars in it, keep it in there. I mean, you know, just keep add money like any money you get for shows. You cash your checks through that, and and it goes on from there. So I actually have like a production company that like if I produce shows, I do it through there. So you're saying I should get one LLC with my name on it, just my name. Or or your bit your your production company. Have you have you ever went to the the county clerk office and paid thirty dollars and just got it registered? I yes. Yeah, so I got uh I got my LLC and it's for here it's hundred. But yes, I have done that. Yeah. yeah. So go get you a, a bank account and put it in that same name. So like my my debit card says, you know. Uh, Charles, you know, uh, CJ Star. Then it says Star Entertainment up under it. Mm-hmm. You know, that way that they they'll know the difference. I mean, you got halfway. You're more than halfway there, bro. Just now, now you gotta utilize everything for your production company. Mm-hmm. Every time you click on a light, every time you, <laughs> every time you eat something, man. There's been times I seriously have been doing business meetings, and I made sure that I, I let me go ahead and make sure that you know that the if you ever need a comedian. You holler at CJ Star, and that made it a business meeting because we discussed business. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's smart. That's smart. I think we, and especially in our community, we are so behind on the knowledge of like money and investments and making business smart business decisions right there. And I think uh, one thing I learned this year definitely is learning that you know being a comedian, you are a business. And thanks for sharing that business information yeah. because I did not know that at all whatsoever. Yeah, bro, definitely get out there and do that stuff, man. Yeah. Man, we leaving money on the table. Yeah, well, we can't be doing that, man. <laughs> we can't be doing that. Speaking of money, man, look like you about to be making some big money pulling these jokes in because you were just voted the 2022 funniest comic in, in Texas. All of Texas, though? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was one of those things where, like, we really didn't have a super con- – we usually have a contest, and mm-hmm. but – uh the biggest contest that it was that we had in Dallas and Texas was the the Keenan Thompson thing. So they just was like, make him the funniest comic in Texas as well. So that was pretty yeah. good. How was, how was that experience? Cause I actually uh, got the email for it to do it. And then when I went to go apply and everything, they was like, yeah, we already booked comics. I was like, Oh, excuse me. So like, how did you get that, get in there uh, for that, for that gig, for that show? For that even even if it, even if it's uh um if it's booked, I would do this. I would I would respond to them and tell them, hey, I, I think I responded too late. But if you decide to add a second show, let me know, because this is let me um that was probably one of the most the the biggest things that's ever happened in my life as far as comedy wise, man. Uh, I got to go to Saturday Night Live and see Saturday Night Live. Mm. You know, I got to go to the after party and kick it at the after party, you know. Um, and then, you know, we got to, uh, you know, uh, rub elbows with people that, that you know, and act like we should have been there and all that stuff. And then, you know, it's not a con to me. It's not even a contest. It's more of a experience mm-hmm. because what it is, is they put you in front of like producers directors, managers, and all that. And you get to meet them. They have a meet and greet before the show. Then you go up there and you kill. Then after the show, you know, everybody acts different because they don't see you what you can do. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Um, before, it's just a face, and they might have seen you on YouTube or something like that. But now they get to see you live, and they get to see what you do to a crowd. Mm-hmm. So 
it was it was it was definitely amazing uh, an experience. Um, I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world, bro. What opportunities have arisen from like having that, that opportunity from uh, Kenan Thompson? Well, <clears throat> my price went up. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, my prices definitely went up. Uh, secondly, like I get phone calls all the time by different producers and be like, "Hey, man." Um, Cause I told him I'm a writer. I'm a writer. Yeah. I'm I'm very good at like writing things or breaking down stuff down, even if it's creating a story and stuff. So I've been getting phone calls where people be like, "Yo, um, send something that you know, send some of your writing ideas, or send this, or uh, tell us about like to the point where I know that they they were there. They've actually asked me about a joke and be like, "How serious? How how how?" Uh, truthful is this part of your joke mm -hmm. you know because they you know that's where most of these sitcoms come from man they come from these these um you know our sets you know yeah um so like i done got several different phone calls got several different bookings people hit me up on instagram and and um so it, it's definitely has opened some doors for me yeah man well i'm glad it was definitely worth the experience now when you say writing are you mean like script writing or joke writing? What type of writing are you talking? Oh, about? I, def I definitely joke write. I write. I, I help people write jokes. Mm -hmm. um, I actually teach a class down here, but uh, script writing is definitely one of my things. I've always wanted to be a writer, a producer. Um, that's that's what's popping right now. Um, I have so many ideas. I mean, it's like you will see it, and it's gonna be some amazing ideas. And I'm I'm super excited about it. I'm thinking like. Like the beginning of next year, you're gonna start seeing when look at the credits. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You're you're definitely gonna be able to see my name and everything. So I definitely have dreams of like being a writer too, definitely getting in a writer's room for a sitcom. What is like the steps to getting in that, getting your foot in the door for that? Number one, um I, for my people that I've been talking to in Hollywood and stuff, it's it's uh the funny thing about it, they said don't just say that you want to be a writer. You should already start writing stuff. Start writing stories down. Start having 10 episodes written down. Not, not you know, you don't even have to have the script written. Just have the idea and the concept down. Everything from like the characters and things of that nature. And then later on, you need to probably start writing the script. So it'll be like, you know, something that you, when when you when you like, I got an idea for something. And then finally someone's like, all right, let me see it. You mm -hmm. can't be like, oh. No, it's in my head, man. It's in my head. No. Yeah. So uh, have them ideas already written down. Yeah. You know? And if not, and and if and if you want to move further in it, you could actually complete it, have the script, and you know, YouTube it. Do yeah. it YouTube while you know we got way too many phones and and cameras and stuff not to be filming this stuff ourselves. You know. We can go the old school Tyler Perry way. Make, <laughs> make it a play. <laughs> no, I definitely agree, man. I actually, uh, I've been writing some stuff. I wrote, uh, the very first thing I actually wrote was a story about like me coming out of college and just like figuring out, like, okay, like what am I going to do now? And then, what college uh, did you go to? I went to Ohio State, the Ohio State. And uh, also, so if, finding, if we start uh, breaking up, it's because, uh, oh, no, I can hear you. No, I'm I'm because you you went to Ohio State, so oh. uh, <laughs> you know I'm originally from Detroit, man. I'm a Michigan. Are you from man. Detroit? Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> I, look, look, I didn't have the grades to go to Michigan, but I'm a Michigan. <laughs> man. 
Hey man, my girl's from Detroit too, man. Her dad's yeah. a, a Michigan fan, man. It gets awkward. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I lived in Ohio. I mean, okay. I, um, I, I enjoyed living in Ohio. It was so funny. Just people don't even talk about. That's one of the rivalries. That's like one of the dopest. Like people talk. I mean, I'm down here in Texas, so people think yeah. that OU in Texas is a rivalry. I'm like, yeah. I was like, we talking about schools that don't say stuff. About <laughs> I was like, we call them Ohio. They call yeah. us, <laughs> you know, yes, man, I understand. that school up north. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. When I went there, I really started to understand the rivalry, like, uh, during the week that we played the team up north. We uh, go around the campus and we X out every letter that starts with an M with a red yeah. tape. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's so crazy. you went to Ohio State, you couldn't get into Michigan? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> Man, let me tell you something, man. Like, <laughs> Ohio State was by far one of the easiest schools to get into when I was, like, in elementary school or whatever, in middle school. But then as soon as I got in high school, they was like, nah, you got to have a 3.5 to get in here. I'm like, like, what? what? <laughs> like a three what? And like, like, Jeffrey Dahmer went here. Come yes. on. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey and, uh, Dahmer got into Ohio State, bro. <laughs> yes, man. Run the campus. And there was another serial killer that got into Ohio State and roamed the campus. I forget his name, but he, he got a Netflix series, too, man. Like, I don't know. Hilarious, about, bro. Oh, but I don't know about Ohio, man. We breed them up here. <laughs> but, like, yeah, but I definitely know about Ohio, man. We used to go to Cedar Point. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's Sandusky. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. I love it. Yeah, man. And then um, it was like, if you got like a 3.2 between a 3.5, you had to have like a, a mentor each week. So I got in like the easy way. Like I transferred in. Like I got mm-hmm. like, it was like, what's what's the requirements? It's like a 2.4. I was like, oh, I got that. I'm good. I'm solid. Like I'm good, man. That's what's up, man. You might tell my girlfriend about that. Like, yeah, <laughs> up, man? We just went to uh, Detroit. Um this uh 4th of july man yeah we oh yeah time. okay yeah, yeah we got to go back every once in a while man uh uh I, I love my city man people you know people get a bad uh rap about it but i'm like man if you there's bad places in every city you yeah. know what i'm saying <laughs> like just stay look if you ain't heard her song about it just stay in that area <laughs> How did you go? How did you get from uh, the state up north to Texas? How did you get? How did you get down there? So, man, um, I went to uh, I went to school down in Kansas, and okay. then um, that's where I met my wife. And then um, she didn't want to move back to Michigan. <laughs> and, uh, everybody else that was like it was that my family is all was already gone, so they was all in the Midwest. So I pretty okay. much stayed in the Midwest. But I got tired of Kansas real quick. So I was like, mm-hmm. let's move to Texas. So we moved to Corpus, actually. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started doing comedy in Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay. And then um, my homeboy was like, you too good to be down here, bro. He's like, <laughs> he's like you ain't gonna you ain't gonna be famous. No one ain't gonna know who the hell you are down here. Yeah. So uh I moved up to Dallas and uh and sharpen my sword my craft and everything and uh you know just been in the game up and down here so what made what made you want to get on the stage for the first time down there in Aggieland? man i don't know like okay so i was actually i was visiting i was in corpus i've always wanted to think that i could do it but i was scared of stage i had stage fright 
when I was growing up about singing, you know, singing in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, if I if I got stage fright from singing, stage fright from being, uh, I was like, I'm gonna get it regardless. So then um, I went and seen Tommy Davison, and he uh, he started talking uh, trash on me uh, back in the day. I think I had what did I have on? I had some crazy. This is about 15. Now you gotta know it's about 16, 17 years ago. <laughs> so let me explain my gear. <laughs> Might even been 18 years ago. So 18, 19 years ago. Tommy Davis and um, uh, he, uh, I had on a, uh, the sweater vest that, mm-hmm. that boys the men wore <laughs> with the t-shirt up under it. <laughs> and you know, when you wore that, you sometimes wear the, the, the guest shorts. Yeah. The guest shorts and the K-Swiss, K-Swiss on. So then he sees me and he's like, why you got a sweater and some shorts on? He said, are you hot? Are you cold? <laughs> He was talking big shit. I mean, can I say shit? My bad. Um, no, you can cuss. You can cuss. Okay. And then so so he talked about me for a little bit in the crowd. This is at the Addison Improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he started talking about this other dude. This other dude. Uh, then another dude go, man, get back on CJ. <laughs> and by now, they had been on me. And I, like, looked up and seen him. And I was like, is that Pinky? <laughs> He handed me the mic. I was like, boy, you are wearing all pink and you are dark skinned. And I was like, you look like that damn the bunnies from uh, you know, uh, uh from from Easter. And I, I was like, is that a curl? You got a curl? I'm like, that's the last curl, you know. And I started clowning him on that. Then I handed him the mic back and he was like, Yo, man, you he said you got something. I was like, I really want to get into it. He said, start going to open mics. That's the only way you're gonna get it. How was that like? My fault. Go ahead. I'll cut you off. No, no, that was it. How how was that like experience knowing that like literally your purpose called you? I don't know. It felt, it felt good, man. I mean, but you know what? To tell you the truth, and what I tell everybody, you you can do anything for one year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say you're gonna be able to do it your whole life, but there has not been one thing that has held me back. You know, I said I wanted to be a basketball coach. I was a junior college basketball coach. Mm. You know, uh, you know, I said I wanted to be on TV. I've been on TV. You know, I've played, you know, junior college sports. Um, I've done everything that I said I wanted to do. You know, I just always tell people you can be whatever you want to be, at least for one year. And then (laughs) then you got to realize that if you ain't good at it, you need to give it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Solid advice, though. Solid mm-hmm. advice. Oh, all right. So Tommy Davidson. So have you seen him since, or have oh, yeah. you? Okay, have you told him about this yeah. story? Yep. This Tommy. Tommy is say, see, full circle. Full circle. <laughs> I try to help people out. Full circle. You know what I'm saying? He said. He said. He said. You. Uh. You got a guest spot from me. You've opened for me. You featured for me. He's like full circle. Yeah, full circle. Man. I try to help out my black community. Like, <laughs> Tommy has never. There's a lot of comedians that will will not let a person that's 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 strong on their show. Mm-hmm. Tommy don't care who's on their show because Tommy know people come to see Tommy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So he's he's a very uh, he's a brilliant comedian, man. Yeah. Now you had mentioned your wife, man. Like, how has having her? as your rib like helped you develop into the comedian and more importantly like the man that you are today and to tell you the truth like 
she's let me do like that's another thing you go you got to have somebody by you that will let you do you you know so I'm, if when i come up with these hair brain schemes like yo i'm about to got barbershop it's gonna be a barbershop and a, and a wine bar she'd be like go ahead babe <laughs> you know try it and then you know when that fails you're like okay check this out i got something else. <laughs> but uh she was with me through the whole thing i was like yeah you know i want to i want to be a comedian and she was like you know you're funny you know she's like but you got to put in the effort and you got to do this she said but it's not all about just being funny you have to structure your jokes you have to make sure that you're doing this and doing that and this is at the early beginnings so she sat through some terribles <laughs> you know she sat through when cj didn't know what he was doing but like even up to this past weekend she was like you 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 uh you're you're a different beast right now she's like yeah. you got you got a chance to be one of the greatest yeah and you need to go on and just make that happen and i was like god dang you know <laughs> somebody you know she don't never she don't never sugarcoat it she'll tell yeah. me if i have a bad set or a set that i felt that wasn't the best set she'll be like your add was messing with you it's <laughs> like you was everywhere but <laughs> this weekend she was like uh, she's like, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. She said, Your writing is just so you just so quick now. And she yeah. said, You'll tear a room up. You'll just look around and see somebody and immediately just call them out. And she's like, she said, It's just you you still make comedy funny. Yeah. You know how you are right now. Like you go to comedy clubs right now. If you see somebody that's super funny, you'd be like, that's funny. Yeah. You know. That's how she is. I mean, she's been seeing the same comedy comedy that I've been seeing for 20-something years. You know what I mean? For yeah. 15, 16 years. So. Nah, I get it. I get it. No, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. How long have you been with your girl? Uh, about a year and a half. And we're and making. she know that you're a comic. Yes. You know you're a comic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is that she didn't like, like comedy. Like, when we met, like, she didn't like it. Like, and I was like, all right, listen. You can't come to my shows because if you don't laugh, like they gonna all the comics are gonna point you out. So the very first show I, I produced, literally every comic was like, I'm I'm gonna keep looking at you until you laugh. I'm like, see, you can't you can't do this. But now she's an actual fan. She helps out with like my uh when I produce shows, like if I buy the venue, she'll help with the liquor. Like she's full on like supportive of everything I do, and it is made like my dreams a lot easier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the city, the city you in, y'all got what? Uh, the laugh, the funny bones. Yeah, we just got the funny bone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's with yeah. me every time I'm in there. So yeah. But that, but y'all got the one, of the ones, the good ones, the ones that uh, if you get on there, you get on nationwide. So. Yeah, man. I really got it. I remember when I uh when I first seen it, it was just like a little room. Now it's like it got a balcony and everything. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's real nice, man. It's you do uh, you do comedy a lot of comedy there? Yeah. Uh well are just starting to open back up to um local comics. Um, okay. and then like you know, if they like you, they bring you on as a host, and that's kind of like how you work your way up. And then after that, we have like other funny bones in Cincinnati, Dayton, and Toledo. So they'll sometimes they'll send you out there to either host or be a feature out there. So that's kind of like the ropes right now for yeah that's dope man yeah that's dope. yeah well all right so now you've been hitting some big stuff let's talk about the lives that's on fox hulu and jltv how did that opportunity come about and how was that experience 
Well, um, a lot of times, man, it's, it goes on hearsay. Like once a comic has made it or uh, a comic is, is 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 doing things, like they'd be like, man, where are other funny comics like you? And then, you know, some of my crew just be like, yo, this person's funny, this person's funny, give this person a chance. Uh, with Fox Laughs, they just scour the, the world, the United States looking for comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they do is they'll, they record like two shows and you do like two 10 minute sets and they break your sets down. Mm. So like every time they like you, if they like your bit, they'll run that. And what they do is they mix them with other bits from other places. But like a lot of them places don't normally, you'll never be on there four or five times. Like I've been on it like four or five times, like for Mm. different bits. So it was like they really was able to break down different bits and put them different places and everything. So that really uh, helped me out. Uh, with Jew Life TV, um, they was coming through Dallas and they was looking for some of the heavy hitters in Dallas and I got chose to to, to do it. Man, a lot of times I'm like, eh. <laughs> you just don't know because so many times people have stopped me and like, yo, I got a cousin. That worked for Tyler Perry. <laughs> like, ah, you know, so it's, it's just one of them hit or miss type things. But I went in there and they had one camera. They just shot it. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a really good time. Next thing you know, it was on TV. So, Man, it sounds like that networking is a part of how you get that next step up next step up as well like talk to the importance of networking how that has benefited you just like you just did you know just reiterate yeah well i mean the basic the basic fundamentals is that you know you never talk to anybody crazy because you never know you might need them help pulling you up or you know if you fall them down they might have to grab you or you know their opportunity might come before yours I'm not telling you to be fake or anything else like that. What I'm basically saying is that you should always just treat people with respect. So I've met a lot of people, you know, and I, what I try to do is just do my thing on, on, on the show. And then like, if they say, you know, you're good, man, I'd love to get you out here. I just, you know, you say, you, I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, exchange information. Um, a lot of people, I ain't gonna lie, you know, maybe six out of 10 people, are full of are full of shit, but mm-hmm. that them four people really do help you, uh, motivate you and everything. And then, like I said, some of them, most of them people didn't look like me, right? You know, most of them people don't got the same background as I got, but the same thing that you know they're willing to help. It's yeah. so much comedy and places and rooms for everybody to eat. There's no reason for anybody to be jealous or or to or to hate or to do bullshit. So yeah. No, one of the things that I've been experiencing out here is that, you know, sometimes I've only really heard from black comics. Some of them will like categorize you as like a white room comic. And it's like, that's not necessarily the case. It's just that's where I get the opportunities at. And so it's kind of like trying to sometimes like I don't want to say your your city. Sometimes you got to step out. But like sometimes certain rooms won't allow you to grow and you can only you know, maneuver in certain rooms sometimes. That's been kind of like the experience that I, the hurdle that I just kind of got over like a couple months ago. Yeah. For some reason, man, black comics, it's like we, we have to be categorized. Like white comics, women comics don't have to be categorized. Mm -hmm. Like even if they're dirty or clean, 
they just be like, oh, she's a comedian or he's a comedian. But if we're dirty, we're urban rooms immediately. Mm -hmm. um, so I've always done mixed rooms, black, you know, I, I'll do I'll do any room that that I, 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 that um, give me the opportunity. That way I did it before I became who I am now. That way you can't say, oh, CJ crossing over or CJ selling out. No, CJ's always been the type of person that could do any room. Mm. You know, um, I could do church. I could do kids shows. Mm -hmm. It ain't going to be as funny, but I could do kids <laughs> show. <laughs> shows. I've done them. Um, but I mean, I guess if you were to say in a perfect world, it would just be it, it would just be people, man. Yeah. From all walks of life, from all job, different types of jobs and everything else like that. I, I'm just here to make people laugh. Yeah, man. Sometimes I've done rooms that I didn't even like intend to do. Like, just like you said, I did a kid's room, but it was like a banquet, but it was like, it was a track and field banquet. And it was like honoring like our, my track coach, uh, our, uh, my track coach, DeCarlo Blackwell. And, <laughs> um, for like being like a coach for like several, several years. Right. But we got kids on one side we got adults on the other side. So I'm like playing to like both sides at the same time. And like, I was like, all right, I'm going to sit up here for like five. I didn't even like think about it. Like three minutes in, I'm like, all right, I got like two minutes left. Like, cause you know, you got that clock in your head. And I'm like, this is my five minute set for today. Like I've like accidentally like put myself in, in certain rooms, man. Mm -hmm. It's like crazy. It's crazy. But oh, um, I've done some, I've done some, uh, some crazy stuff, uh, you know, cause comedians like they, they, they ask for comedians everywhere. Now my homeboy's down a funeral. I know that I did a show. It was like for Juneteenth. And it was at a college, so I thought it was just a regular college show. Mm -hmm. What it was is for the Black uh, Student Union, and it was a, a Juneteenth one. And they brought back the first Black athlete at the school, right? <laughs> and they was up there laughing and crying and talking about it. He said, I don't remember being <laughs> the only Black person on the team. And... uh. The funny thing about that is uh, they made me like everybody was crying and they was like, all right, we're going to bring the comedian up. I was like, what? <laughs> so then I went up there and first thing I said was like, seriously, you didn't know you was the only black dude. Like, you didn't take showers. You ain't take no showers with these white dudes in real life. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Yes, but I think I wanted to, I told my sister about it, but I need to talk to my mom about it. I really uh, was thinking about, you know what? I think I can uh, do like a nice 15 at my mom's funeral. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, like people want that. Like, yes. Some people, uh, this is due with a comedian that passed away a few years ago and he didn't want, he didn't want anything said. Yeah. So like we all showed up and what he normally wears was like designer jeans a polo shirt uh -huh. and some uh some slides i mean some like some some square toes or something yeah and we went up there and uh said some jokes at his wake <laughs> i did the same thing at my uh my sister's funeral so my sister passed away like uh, a year ago last year and i was just like the first thing i could think of was like a joke <laughs> and, like, yeah. it you got to yeah and i was yeah, like my sister, my sister passed away about a year ago, like last uh, um, um, October. Actually. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. condolences. 
Yeah. Yeah. Same with you, man. Same with you, man. But like, yeah. she was, she was, she was the reason why, like, some of my merch, like, one of my merch is, uh, um, this is my emotional support T-shirt, because my sister wore all my merch. That's all she wore. Mm-hmm. And like, people always say, "Why well, all you wear is, you know, your brother's merch?" She goes, "Well, you'll wear polo. You'll wear Nike. Why not wear somebody that's that I know is black owned and operated, and that's my brother, and I'm a supporter." So she wore that, you know. Um, she was actually cremated and she wanted to be cremated in in one of my hoodies, you know. Oh, okay. You know, so uh, uh that's 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 one of them things, man, where you just you, you sit back and you be like, all right. You know, one of the last things she spoke was like, go make them go make funny, go make funny. You yeah, know? yeah. So that's the one of the, the one of the last times, well. No, the last time I did see my sister was at a, a comedy show that I produced, and she had told me like she was proud of me and stuff. And I like, I I seen her like a couple months before then, but I she was one I didn't like really see that often. So like, I, that's always a good memory of that I have of hers. And I was like, you know what? When I do like a first tour, you know, like touring on like theaters and stuff, I'm a I'm a name it like after her. Like we called her Reese, so I'm gonna be like Lil Reese's brother. Lil Reese, like, yeah. Dope. Yeah, so like do something like that, cause like she's the one that kind of got me into like entertainment and stuff like that. So, like she was real, like yeah, yeah. Shout out to our sisters, man. Shout yep, out. heck yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Lynn. Yeah, um, man. Marissa Kelso, Marissa Kelso. Now she helped you. Now you said she got, uh, she wore your merch. Let's talk about that, man. CJ Star merch, man. How did oh, you yeah. come up with the uh, got the hat on? Let me put logo. you there. Yeah, how did how did we come up with the with the logo, the look, the feel, all that? Because that is a part of business and the next step. How did you come up with that idea? Well, a lot of people try to put on their um in their logo, like or their, their, their merch, they like try to put a joke on there. That way people know it's there. But the thing about it is you will have to continue to tell that joke <laughs> over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So with my merch, I made the decision that I was like, I want a logo, like my signature or something. I was like, I'm a star, you know, because yeah. I have a joke where I say, bitch, I'm a star. And I didn't want that to be the first thing that came out. So my homeboy, who's actually was like, got his degree in marketing and all that stuff. He made this logo. Um, and I was like, that's dope. Yeah. I was like, let's put it on some, let's put it on some t-shirts. So we put it on white t-shirts with black and that's all I saw was white t-shirts with black leather <laughs> all the time. And then one day somebody was like, I wanted black with white. And I was like, what? You right? <laughs> I didn't think that could happen. <laughs> yeah, I switched it up. And now is I mean, I now it's to the point now, like come to my Instagram, you pick a color out, we'll shoot it out to you. You know, we got hats. I have fish, I'm gonna start bands. Mm-hmm. Um, we got t-shirts, long sleeve, hoodies. Um everything um tie-dye shirts everything with my logo then i have i have shirts that um are everything has an acronym for some strange reason bro um i say bitch i'm a star and that's actually the initials is bias mm-hmm. so a lot of times when i post pictures i say hashtag bias mm-hmm. and people's like why do you say hashtag bias and i tell them that that stands for bitch i'm bitch i'm a star yeah and then when the time the um the this is my emotional support t-shirts came out I looked at that and all of those was that's times, you know, T I M E S times. And I was like, so now I hashtag times on that. So if my shirts are 
all of them are acronyms. It's really crazy. So <laughs> I I seen the merch, man. It's 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 really good. I'm not I'm not yeah. just because you're on here now. It's really good. How did you like outsource that? Did you did you know somebody? Did somebody come to you? Did you have to nah, find man, I, like, I just started talking to other comics, and um, really the past two years they kind of blew up because this is a guy that uh, a friend, a comedian of mine, shout out to uh, um, Hot Topic. His uh, his merch is selling. And he ain't even doing comedy. I mean, on mm. it, like it's called Godfidence instead of confidence. It's Godfidence. Mm -hmm. And uh, he told me about a store, Shopify. And basically, what you could do is you could put your stuff on Shopify, and it actually hooks up to your Instagram and your Facebook. And at any time, somebody could just order a shirt, and it'll be shot out to them. And so Shopify is the one that's getting the shirts and printed out and all that type of stuff. No, no, Shopify is basically just a, a interface. Uh, what's the name? It okay. comes back to us. We do it. I do okay. my own merch. Okay, okay. I cut out the middleman. I used to have somebody do my merch, but I didn't like the quality of the shirt. It uh -huh. was more of a thick, and it was weird. And I was like, no, I don't like that. Um, you know, I want some. I said I want some super thin something that's soft a real soft t-shirt and uh um he would only give me the soft t-shirts and i was like no 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 i want everybody to have the, the same soft the same feel and uh so i started making my own so i pretty much make my own so like if you buy a shirt you pretty much just gonna come through this house <laughs> <laughs> it's like so dope like, house up here <laughs> so where are you getting the shirts from like a wholesale website or something like that. Yeah, I buy, I buy, I buy the shirts from um, this uh, place. It's a Dallas-based uh, company. It's called Dallas T-shirts, and I'll do that, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get the design and put it on there, get it put on there, you know, press it, put it inside of a, a, um, a plastic bag, put it inside. I mean, it looks like it's super professional, but I've been doing it for so long, you know what I'm saying? So it looks like that, but if I don't do it. If I don't do it, one of my relatives have done it. So, <laughs> so black wait, owned you, and operating. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, you got a day job too, or this is this all that you do? This is it, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, well, this is that, it. That's what's up. How did it feel to be able to finally walk away from the nine to five? Well, I mean, I walk away from them all the time, but I mean, like <laughs> I, sometimes I go back because I get bored during the day. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I get bored during the day. And um, as a comedian, you're never supposed to like, one thing people like for you to, to hear, people like to hear, and I'll, I'll share this with you. Like, they like to hear that you're a step above than what you really are. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, when, you, when you're when you on stage, I'm, you got a day job? Mm -hmm. No, you don't. Okay. What you do is you got to, you said everything that you write about, you just say that you used to have a job that does this. You know, mm -hmm. um, when, when, when people come to see you, there's, it's, it's a persona that you have to upheld. And basically what you try to do is let them know that you really don't. But I mean, I know you do, but for the most point, tell them you don't. Like all your jokes can still work. They'd be like, you could just say my last job I used to have before I did this, you know, you do that, you did that or did that. And why, like, is, it, why is it important to do that? It's important because number one, um, after a show, they just seen that you just killed. After a show, they don't want, the dude that works at AT&T to be funny. They want you to be the dude that used to work at AT&T funny. Mm. It's like you put yourself, always put yourself at a, a level above what you really are because um, you have to be a subject matter expert at this. Mm -hmm. And if you say you are a comedian, 
but you're also a rep for AT and T. They're gonna remember the the rate the rep for AT and T. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's 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 better just to. Um, that's why it's like when we talked about with the business aspect, split it up business personal. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I'm not so. telling nobody to quit their jobs. Don't know. <laughs> I'm you told me to quit my. No, I'm telling you mentally in your head, quit your job when you're writing your jokes. Okay. And then eventually it'll transpire. Yeah, it'll happen. And you don't quit your job until comedy makes you quit your job. You know what I'm saying? Until you're so busy that you ain't got you ain't got time to do nothing else. Mm. Um, I know some people that quit their job and was like, and struggling. I'm like, yeah. yo, you can't quit your job and then quit working. If you quit <laughs> your job, you better work your ass off at this comedy shit. Yeah. Until you can, you know, until you don't need it no more. I know some people that's quit they they regular day job and ain't never went back. Mm-hmm. That's dope as hell. Yeah. But like sometimes I take a contract job or something like that, man, to um because I like Jordans. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I like to click on a light every once in a while. <laughs> you know, uh I think it's stupid for you to 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 not to not uh want money for your for you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Keep one the finer thing. things in life, man. Yeah. One thing I'm working on right now is definitely to get off the nine to five, but to be able to be in somebody's writer room, even it's a room that I create and have like uh, my own like comedy uh, comedy club, like whether it be like a storefront or something like that, just to be able to do like what I love to do each and every day. Because sometimes like after eight hours, I'll be like playing catch up. I feel like I'm playing catch up to get what I need to get done. Yeah, that's true. It happens like that, man. If it if it's getting in your way, by all means, I mean you're a young cat, man. You got an Ohio State degree. You could do that. Yeah. Don't go on to quit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like me personally, like when I did have the nine to five where I had to be somewhere, man. You just have your phone, you know, yeah. something funny, you write it in there, you know, you you set off time to, to do it. You know, it might it might take away from some of your video gaming time or some of your binge watching, but if you do want to get from up under somebody's desk or something like that, you'll find a way to make it happen. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I'm definitely writing jokes while at work or listening to podcasts about being a comedian. Like I, I definitely, definitely, you got to make the time, man. You definitely got to make the time. Now, one question I did want to ask before I forget. How much like merch are you taking with you to the show? Are you taking merch with you to the show to show afterwards? Yeah, oh yeah. So it depends on what, what type of show it is. Like me personally, if I know that the I know that the venue is holding more than 150, mm-hmm. um, I put it out to the point where I'm gonna sell at least one out of one shirt out of ten, one something out of ten. So if it's 150, I'm bringing at least 15 shirts, you know, um, 20 shirts for 200 and, and so forth. It's it's all about um, and I wear my merch sometimes on stage, because once again, if you don't wear it on stage, then that's showing that you are not you don't have the you know, you you don't like your shit. Yeah. So why would you try to why would someone else try to buy it? Yeah. Yeah. 
No, so I like I said, like anything that I do, like I like these shirts right here. The shirts are three button shirts. I like them because they're longer, so my ass ain't showing. <laughs> do. Yeah, but my logo gonna be somewhere, either inside yeah, the yeah. shirt or whatever. Anything I anything I try to wear, I try not to buy a bunch of polo anymore or anything else like that because my my thing is this: I could wear CJ Star merch, mm-hmm. and then people will be like, "Well, shit, if he's wearing it, I'm gonna wear it. I'm a supporter." Yeah, you know. So uh, it depends, you know. I'm a Southwest dude, so I, you know, you could take two luggage. One of my luggage would be full of merch. If I, if I got a show shows for five shows or something, a whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, best believe my my uh, my little suitcase gonna be packed full of merch. So is this going overhead? Because that's something you can't lose now. You can't be waiting for that to get on. No, I put it in what's name. I mean, what you do is, I mean, you can put the trackers on them now. And Southwest really don't lose. I mean, I haven't had Southwest lose anything. American, yeah. Delta, all the other ones. <laughs> fair to lose it, but they'll find it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, man, I'm a big fan of Southwest. I really, really am. Yeah, Southwest with the two item and everything. Yeah, but um, no, my 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 bag is a little bit bigger, so I can't put the merch thing up top. Yeah, you yeah. know, but uh, but. I put it below. I I had. Uh, let me knock on some wood now. <laughs> now you got me scared. <laughs> Definitely not, man. It's gonna be all right. So, what's one stage? As we start to wrap this up, what's one stage that, when you hit it, you know that that's that moment that I'm I I I I made it. Um, man, uh, I would like to say. Um, Improv in Hollywood, man. Mm. Uh, improv. No, no. The, the, one of the, like, the the cellar or the comedy store in Hollywood. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Probably the comedy store. The main room, comedy store, Hollywood. I know I made it. Mm. Have you been out to L.A. before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we try okay. to go out once a year. So, okay, okay. Um, definitely, we, if you go, have you ever been out to L.A.? Yes, I've been, I've been out to L.A. this year. Okay. You should go see, do chocolate Sundays or anything, or I didn't do chocolate Sundays, but I did hit a mic. Yeah, uh, like once you hit that where you could just be in town one weekend and be like, "Yo, I'm coming through," mm-hmm. and they put you on. That's when you know you made it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you bumping people, <laughs> <In LA. laughs> and that's not even your city. Yeah, so. No, that's 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 real. That's I think real. I think that's it. And I think that's that's what's gonna happen soon, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Twenty twenty three might be that year. Yeah. Where does the confidence come from? Uh a lot of failure. A lot of failure. Um we just call them opportunities. You know, a lot of people call it failure, but I'm calling it opportunities, man. Always continue to work hard, always know that look, when your time comes, you're gonna be ready. Don't yeah. just be sitting around talking about man, my time needs to come. Um, have it, have everything ready. Have your jokes ready. Have your um, your writing, your books ready. Have you know notepads, everything. Have it all behind you, man. Have it all for you. That way, when it's your time, you're ready, man. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of those opportunities that didn't go our way, what's your worst bombing story? Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, 
You know Kiera Spears? Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Me, him, uh, it was it was a few comics. Um, what's his name? Roddy Perry was there. Well, we all had this big show. It was in, it was in Dallas. And uh, this young lady had just started doing comedy, but she was blowing up around here. I'm not even going to say her name because she's not. I mean, you probably won't know her anyway. But anyway, she did. Uh, so they, they was doing the order of the show. They were in the room doing the order of the show. And they was like, such and such, such and such. They pointed at her. Then they was like, CJ, you know, you feature. And then I'll bring Rodney Perry up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, she's like, why he gets a feature? And he's like, because he's like, he's CJ. He's doing things. And he's here and he blah, 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 and all this stuff. And they're like, you've just been doing comedy six months. And she's like, oh, okay, okay. So I'm sitting there. I ain't did nothing. I ain't prepared. I'm like cracking up. And it's uh the way the stage was, I'm I'm trying to find out, trying to make sure I don't have any excuses. <laughs> 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 the stage was like right, it's above everybody. So everybody have to look up at the at the stage. And it was there was a bar right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And uh I had probably been doing comedy, man, about three or five, three to five years. So I had some jokes about my son, my stepson. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had some, you know, some some jokes about him and then some jokes about uh, gay jokes and shit like that. Just normal black shit. Mm-hmm. I get off stage and like, I mean, I know I didn't do well. I got one. <laughs> and then Kiera Spears going to come on stage playing down low. So he was trying to call me a down low brother. <laughs> So I was so mad because old girl did well right yeah. in front of me. And I bombed. And then so when I got on stage, bro, I ain't gonna lie, I picked my phone up and they shoot, they's like, let me call it you. I was like, just a minute. <laughs> and I act like I was on the phone, bro. I just left. I ain't even get paid for that. I was like, I don't I don't even want y'all playing, man. <laughs> I left. Motherfucker called me and was like, where you at? I'm like, the crib, nigga. <laughs> I bombed terribly. <laughs> Not the crib. That's funny, man. That's funny. <laughs> That's probably one. Of, I mean, like, like my boy tell me, like, even you, you know, a strong comic will bomb. Yeah. You just bomb less. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Okay. So, if Good. if like like he tell me, he's like, if you ain't bombed in a minute, go somewhere. You <laughs> don't know you. And bomb. That way you yeah. get that off, then you go back to what doing what you're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember I told my homeboy, I was like, I, I was like, I look forward to bombs. Not like I'm saying like I want to bomb today, but like when I bomb, I'll be like, okay, this is my moment. All right, this this um, this is my moment. All right, cool. I'll take it. I'll eat it. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you take that L. Yeah, I'll be like, all right, okay, let's, so, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, me and my homeboys, we got a group chat on, um, and. Anytime one of us don't do well, we immediately go to the group chat and let them know ahead of time. <laughs> that way somebody, you know, somebody come in and be like, oh, you ain't tell us how you did the other yeah. night later. <laughs> you know. So uh you should see my text messages. It's, it's, it's some they they three months apart. People are just yeah. like, I ain't say I bombed, <laughs> but uh that was a suspicious package. <laughs> 
Oh man, CJ, man, before we get up out of here, man, what's like some words of like advice or like encouragement for somebody that's just starting out or, you know, thinking about giving up or been in the game for a while, man? What do you got to say to the people? Man, I will say this, man. A lot of people don't know, realize it, but you should, you should really invest in yourself. Like if you are funny, but you just, it's just not clicking. Don't be afraid to take some comedy classes that they could teach you how to structure some jokes and uh, always find a writing partner, find somebody that's around your same uh, level of, of comedy and, and write jokes with people, man, and, and network off each you know, feed off each other, network with each other. And, and more importantly, uh, bounce jokes off each other. So you'll know if a joke is going to hit or not before. So, are you always use, utilize your network? Are you uh your uh your comedy class? Are you doing that virtually or just down there in Dallas? Uh, it's down in Dallas. Uh, at this we have we have seven comedy clubs here in Dallas, man, and one of them is called Dallas Comedy Club, and um, um I teach a class every Monday night from seven to ten, and okay. uh, then we have a level two, which is more step up. Actually, level two is more business oriented. We talk more about the business aspect of it and then give people little tidbits on what they should be doing or tweaking jokes. You know, the art of uh, setting up your uh, your set list all the time and deciding mm -hmm. what should be first. What uh, where if people wanted to do that, where where can they uh, reach um, go to Dallas Comedy Club dot com? And then there's all different types of classes. Like some people have problems with act out. You know, so they have a lot of improv stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do anywhere, man. Any of your local places too, man. Yeah. Comedy classes and definitely uh, like any type of improvs where you just, you have to come outside your normal shell. CJ, man, um, tell people why they should listen to Comedians in Bed. Oh, man, you should you should definitely listen to Comedians in Bed, man, because the dude is a very funny Cut the cat. You're very persistent. You're persistent. Uh, uh, and um, I think that you got something, man. This is this is funny, man. You got some good questions. I really like how you uh, that, that you that you handled yourself. You told me how everything was going to be before. So uh, definitely uh, listen to comedians in bed. Uh, and uh, if you get the opportunity, my plug, we got famous to us, man. Come out, uh, check out our, our podcast famous to us. Yeah, man, definitely. I will definitely be subscribing to that and downloading that for sure, man. You don't have even have to worry about that. CJ, man, where can the people reach you at? Man, on Instagram, I'm comedian CJ Star. Uh, Facebook, you, uh, I got a fan page. Uh, I'm on TikTok, but you ain't gonna see my big ass Nancy. <laughs> um, but definitely, uh, Instagram right now and YouTube is is a place to find me. Comedian CJ Star with two R's. Make sure you put two R's and make sure you put comedian or you're going to get a stripper. Um, um, and, and I'm going to be out there, man. Hopefully, hopefully I'll see you in person real soon in Ohio, bro. Hopefully, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Hopefully we can catch a catch a game man you know the game we're talking about okay who you got this year i got i got old state of course i say i say like i say like i i, I, think, I don't think y'all i don't think y'all got us in the championship again i think this might be us again man now i don't know about that we, one, we, i'm telling you urban myers had our number 
<laughs> new coach, man. Y'all was having problems last week. Yeah, we was. <laughs> I was having problems last week. We got assaulted by Michigan State, but other than that, uh, it, I, I, I think I think we on a, we on one of them collision courses for each other. Yeah, man, for sure. All right, for and uh, sure. we I'm, I'm gonna hit you up. We're gonna do a bet if uh if uh, that team from Ohio cheats and wins, I come <laughs> on here. I, I I'll, I'll send you a thing with me talking about that y'all the best team. Um, in the Big Ten. But, All right, uh, vice versa, vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah, vice versa. That's you put your girl's jersey on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we had the wonderful CJ Star with us today. Thank you for joining this episode of Comedians in Bed. Once again, man, everybody, please give it up for our CJ Star. And hit him up and follow him, man, before he blow up, man. He's already blowing up. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, CJ.